If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 21,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash c-suite netsuite.com slash c-suite welcome back to the superhero homies podcast my name is quentin and as always i am here with the homie kevin hey ladies and gentlemen boys and girls what's up how's life here we are again Hell yeah another episode if uh, we haven't already done so, welcome to the new year. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait. Hold on. No, we did one right before New Year. Right. True. 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 So that was technically still 2019. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess this is the first uh, standard superhero homie podcast for 2020. Yeah. Uh, we did already do an episode uh, on the Patreon, however, for you guys that uh, would like the actual first episode of the year. That's, That's on Patreon.com/backslash/superhomies. Absolutely. We just covered The Grudge recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is true. It seems like the beginning of the year usually starts with a horror movie, you know, as far as, like, most notable movies for, like, the first month of the year. I feel like last why is year. That? I don't know. I don't That's know. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We have to ask Hollywood. Hey, Hollywood, why is that? <laughs> a special guest tonight. Just an embodiment of Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. I don't know. It's going to be someone extremely charismatic, extremely rich, uh, and an asshole, a lying asshole. That's what I kind of Probably, picture. Yeah. yeah. A real sleazy mm-hmm. asshole, too, but yeah. one that's easy to like. So it's like, oh, fuck, man. Probably a pedophile because reasons. Uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, but yeah, guys, we just finished watching Harley Quinn episode six titled You're a Damn Good Cop, Jim Gordon. Yep. Uh, I feel like I don't. I didn't mean to say it in that tone of voice. It just came out that way. Oh, I like, thought I you kind of like, did, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. no, like, because I, I think that's the only way I've ever said that episode name like throughout the last thirty minutes. You're a damn good cop, Jim Gordon. Yep. I mean, it's it's weird to force yourself to not say it with an accent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because naturally, you want to say you're a damn good cop, Jim Gordon. <laughs> you know, and get your like unnecessarily smoky voice. Out. Right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, that was episode six, like we've already said. Uh, Kevin, what you think of this one? Mm. So it's not my favorite episode um, mm-hmm. because it kind of goes into a couple of strange places and it goes in a few directions. Um, it worked though. This is the first time we didn't see the fucking Joker. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, there is no Joker, <laughs> damn it. But it's it's interesting because I um, I like the development. It felt. It was kind of like one of those sitcom-y situations mm-hmm. where, like, there's a, a growth moment for the main character, Harley, who has to kind of realize that she has this personal predicament that she needs to overcome because it is negatively impacting those around her. Um, fill in the blank. Because that that's, like, a common thread plot for... Excuse me. Reverse that. Plot thread for a lot of different sitcom shows, especially of, like, your classic 80s and early 90s mm-hmm. shows, you know? Um, in this case, selfishness. Yeah. Right? That was kind of the moral dilemma here. But it was fun. They, they mm-hmm. did their own fun little jokes and spins on it and everything. Um, 
there were there was a lot of comedy that really stuck in this episode too though even though like the stories were so um hard segregated here like you had your hard plot a and your hard plot b and they were very barely yeah, uh connected, connected yeah. yeah at all like if if i walked into this episode not starting it from the top i would have been like how did we get here what even <laughs> is this yeah yeah no i agree i think so far at least for me this is probably the weirdest episode i've seen and uh yeah that, that kind of weirdness was a little bit off-putting but it was still a really good episode i thought yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. uh i mean weird for this show is still pretty damn good yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, also weird for this show it also be pretty damn weird <laughs> actually that, that is uh, that is very yeah that's true yeah <laughs> uh, so it starts off really with Poison Ivy she's lounging in the, in the deserted mall that's now their new layer slash hangout slash home and it looks good yeah yeah they're, they're getting it fixed up spruced up and, yeah. and Poison she's just chilling out she's having like a glass of red wine I've always pictured her as a red wine woman uh, yeah so yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that, that makes sense to me she likes the uh I don't know. I don't drink wine. Uh, robustness mm. of it, because it's more yeah. robust, because it's red. <laughs> of course, that's what that means. Of, of course, yes. Right. Right. She she likes the red colors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know, man. Uh, but in comes Harley and the crew, uh, bursting in, disturbing Poison Ivy's peace and quiet, and Harley and the crew just stole King Tut's tomb, or his sarcophagus or his his sarcophagus yeah. Yeah. yeah so fun thought real quick barely related bear with me i feel like poison ivy in this reincarnation of her and in, in this show's uh spinning of her character probably wouldn't be a criminal had there be no people around her ever mm-hmm. right because i feel like she would just be content chilling at home with her comfortable clothes with her wine with frank and just chill out in sunlight and plants. Yeah. I, I feel like she would never do anything bad because there wouldn't be people around to fuck that up for her. Yeah, this is a very chill and lax version of Poison Ivy. Yeah. She's like the embodiment of an introvert with powers. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, it makes me think, you know, because traditionally Poison Ivy, she... Uh, and they even say as much in the show in the early episode, but she's more of an eco-terrorist than she is like a, a criminal... You know, she's yeah, not yeah. knocking over banks or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, only if they're sitting on like, she's like a just, national uh, park, protecting Earth type thing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I, I guess like the the main difference though is that, that this version of Poison Ivy, she's just kind of hanging out while you know the more canonical version of, of Poison Ivy would be uh, out there kicking ass for people who would taking chainsaws to the rainforest, or she'd be out there. Right. Uh, oh, look, yeah. the coal industry is like stepping up its game. Time to fucking back up to mm-hmm. not kill like North America, Earth here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, also to be honest, Poison Ivy, and this is you know because a lot of people say you know Poison Ivy really isn't that bad of a person. Well, here's the thing: like if if you if, if that if there was a building that was built on top of like a, a national monument or park type area, yeah. uh, she would knock that shit over. Whether it was a retirement home or an orphanage, like she would not give two shits. Uh, yeah. That shit is because to her, plant life and vegetation and earth is always going to be more important yeah. than people. Oh uh, no, that's that's totally true, man. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and because of this show's fun loving nature, they kind of like have their own coloring for each character mm-hmm. and their personalities and how they're represented. And here, I feel like that is an accurate comedic representation mm-hmm. of, of what you're saying, of the eco-terrorist who gives a fuck about people, 
but definitely is going to go out of her way to protect what's hers, be that plants, and in this case, Harley. Yeah. Yeah. So Harley and the crew, they steal King Tuck's tomb in an attempt to get noticed, to get more attention. Yeah. Uh, and they they check the, what was it called, Snoogle or something like that. Their Snoogle. version of Google. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to Snoogle. Yeah. yeah uh, to see if, uh, if the Legion of Doom had given them any notice. Because ultimately, Harley, she does want to be part of the LOD. The issue is that... Legion of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just said Legion of Doom, so I figure... You, you guys are smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just give him one last hand. Yep. Please. But, uh, you know, the ultimate reason why she wants to be a part of that is because, well, the Joker was a part of it, and so she also still has some hang-ups with her ex, and uh, she's yeah, still trying clearly. to overcome that. Yeah. Yep. I was a little disappointed to hear that. I thought we overcame that last episode. That was like the whole gimmick last right, time. Yeah, yeah, that's... That was a climactic part for her mm-hmm. to to begin this episode with with that kind of setup. You know, it's true. Um, which I mean, it is Harley. We're never not going to have a Harley who is truly ever over the Joker. I I don't yeah. believe that. That doesn't yeah. exist. That is true. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Like, do, do you think that uh, the as of now she's been written to be more reactionary to the Joker, or do you think that uh, that she's doing pretty well as her own kind of? I feel like you know. with the plot line, they're doing um, like she is better on her own type thing. But right. I, I can see what you're talking about with the whole reactionary. Like, oh, Joker did this, so I got to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the crew being around her, and of course the comedic styling of the writing here, I feel like that's helping her to kind of you know separate more from that mm-hmm. uh but you're right like early harley here in the show has been like everything she does is because of the joker right. joker did this so i gotta do that hence the reactionariness yeah but uh yeah man um hopefully they kind of spin off of that completely and she just goes hey guys you know something i've always wanted to do let's go do this mm-hmm. i would love that that's simple and that worked but that also doesn't sell me any bullshit of jokers yeah. you know yeah it, it kind of reminds you like the 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 cliche tropey type thing where when a couple breaks up like uh you know one uh, like they they go through like a period of depression then like you know fuck it i gotta start like they, they start hitting the gym and eating right and exercising so the next time they exceeds them they look like a million bucks mm. hoping that their, their ex looks like shit you know and be like right. hey look at what you missed out on Right. Uh, I feel like this is almost Harley's equivalent of this. Like, hey, if I can, if I can make it into the into the Legion of Doom, if I can, you know, yeah. knock Hello, over dude. enough, I, I yeah. like the shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> if I can knock over enough banks, then uh, you know, I'll, hey, you'd be, be like, look at me, I'm, I'm just as big as fucking you. Uh, so fuck you, Joker. But and she, so she's trying to get just that validation right. from the biggest criminal organization in this universe, and yeah. so far, uh, nothing's really happening. And uh, so, to be, I guess to be fair, like, yeah, she's trying to do this because of the Joker, but the ultimate plot here is she wants to get noticed by the LOD right. more than anything goes right now. So, yeah, and uh, we, we do get some funny shit along the way. Like, uh, so she's trying to come up with a plan here, and then she comes up with the idea, I'm going to knock over Wayne Tower, or I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull off a heist. Right, yeah. Even Fast and Furious style, she says, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I chuckled at that, making yes. fun of that, because you know me, man. Fast and Furious is not a movie you will ever hear me say, "Hey, let's go watch that." Um, hell no. Opposite of Kite Man, hell no. Mm. Yep. I'm still sad we don't see Kite Man yet. 
I, w- yeah. I want more fucking Kaiman. Uh, yeah, me too. And yeah. you know, with Kaiman, right. I, I do kind of wonder. Like, uh, first of all, I wonder uh, outside of us is the rest of the viewership uh, as receptive to Kite Man as we are. You know, I don't know. I, uh, I've tried to find other fans who have watched this show, and. Well, lately, honestly, I haven't had time because post-Christmas stuff, I had to kind of catch up with a lot of uh, mm. unfortunate real-world work bullshit. But, mm. um, yeah. How about you, man? Have you found anyone that's like, Kite Man, oh, hell yeah, you know? No, no, nothing yet. Damn, um, that makes me sad. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm just not... Kite Man followers, where you at? <laughs> Give us some love. Yeah. I haven't been adamantly looking for it, but, no, you know... No, me neither. Yeah. Uh, but I guess the reason I ask that is because... If there is like a large fan base for Kite Man now in relation to this show, mm. uh, then you have to wonder if like the creators and writers are like, okay, well, that gives us something to do for season two. We can put more Kite Man in there. I would be very happy with that. Me yes. too. I, w- yes. I would buy that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be it'd be kind of fun to see Kite Man as part of the crew. You know, it'd be, it'd be right? just, yeah. Yes. Be like, cool. okay, I got a favor to call in from this guy, but he's going to think I'm doing him a favor, yeah. so it'll work. And then, hello, this is... Kite man, did you just hear the wind whisper? Kite man, <laughs> and also, I mean, none of none of her current crew can uh, can fly. So yeah, that's true. You know, that's you true. get kite man in there, and you get somebody who can glide for long distance. Yeah, <laughs> who can do fancy uh, falling with style? Right. Yeah. If if the wind is right. Uh... <laughs> Mm, looks like it's about a storm out there. I don't think we can do this today, yeah. Harley. Today's the only day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, so we, we get the high scene here, and this is a pretty funny scene. Poorly planned out, uh, yep. and it just makes it more funny. Her plan is to steal an invisible motorcycle from the 26th floor of Wayne Tower. Yep. <laughs> and uh, everybody has their part. Of course, Clayface goes in there for the distraction. And I thought this shit was hilarious. Not because Clayface was playing this shit so damn coy and theatrical mm. but also because king shark's big ass just kind of sneaks through the side like how did you not see him <laughs> that that yeah it shouldn't have worked <laughs> should not have worked i mean at that point i i wouldn't have even got clayface to like act a guard i just would have had him come along as the main crew being able to transform into the next guard we see mm-hmm. but then get like psycho to just like hypno freeze the right. freaking dude in the front <laughs> right i yes. mean that that was great and also, when King Shark took over the uh, like the the computer room, how he just fucking the security room, he just ate that guy's head. Uh, Harley, I want to thank you for actually <laughs> calling me on a mission where I can actually utilize my uh, my tech skills. I feel like no one really remembers that; they just think I'm a shark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they think I'm a shark. Eat the guy's head, bite it off in one, right. like a chocolate bar. It was like a reflex. Like yeah. <laughs> didn't even think about it. <laughs> oh man, yeah that that shit was really funny too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they they get to the security room, and Harley does her thing, gymnastics her way through the invisible motorcycle. Right. Which is, I, what do you make of the invisible motorcycle? I don't know, man. I don't know if that's a callback to something. I I I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, earlier we heard them kind of tease the living dinosaur, like they they mm-hmm. talked about that. Oh yeah. Um. So I don't know if this is a callback to the past. It was just really fucking random. Yeah. I love how she's flipping through, lands on it, sees the door that says even higher risk. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I can't settle for this if there's higher right. risk. 
but she takes that thing mm-hmm. and we see dr cycle take the motorcycle which is actually hilarious that was hilarious yeah. there's a lot of funny shit doing this high scene man and what i also love about this is that when when dr cycle takes the motorcycle he tried the fastest <laughs> he tried Psycho the fast and furious shit he did and it, it looked great for a second it like, did not work <laughs> <laughs> and we see him jumping through the air this little man riding a, a apparently a bike and then he hits the other building the bike explodes and he falls because of course that right. wouldn't have enough momentum to crash the window <laughs> that shit was so hilarious because first of all that's probably that's one of the most badass things dr cycle has probably ever done ever period and just the better he had the balls to try this shit and yep. that he thought it would work Yep. <laughs> he was just like, this is the plan. Uh, yeah. Didn't work. Uh, Poison Ivy hates his fucking guts, is what we really found out this episode. Yep. She is not a fan of Dr. Psycho. Which makes sense, actually, makes for sense. both their characters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even if his misogynistic rant was, uh, was darkly hilarious. Right. <laughs> just dropping, dropping C words everywhere. <laughs> Making the world stop. <laughs> I don't understand. What are you talking about? There's all these people who are the. Oh wait. Oh, I kind of see what you mean now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh man. Um. But no, Harley steals this device, and we don't know what it does yet. And yep. uh, but uh, as they're escaping, Clayface's uh, arm gets trapped inside the building. Why? Because uh, he reached back for the fedora because he thought he was Indy. Yep. 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 That's yep. exactly what happened. And uh, you know, I'm at least glad that they um, introduced this whole concept because Harley goes, "Can't you just grow a new one?" And that's exactly what all the viewers, I'm sure, are thinking. Can you exactly. just grow a they're, new they're one? They're saying the obvious. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm pretty sure all of us are thinking there's got to be a comic where he just grew back the hand. Oh, absolutely. I don't see why he couldn't. Oh, the but then he's time. like, "No, that's my hand." <laughs> <laughs> And right now, it's like a, a little baby version of me. Right. It's like, it's my son, essentially. Like, wait, what? Yeah. And, and, and that's where shit really started to get weird for me. That's where it, got, that's where it took a funky direction. Because mm-hmm. it, it's like this show has an idea of what they want to do with Jim. It's not landing for me yet. Because mm-hmm. I like the comedic aspect of Jim that we get here, which is just like the raspy, tired, worn-down cop who's been, you know freaking head cop here in gotham of all places half of the fucking city's named after the darkest parts of greek mythology or mm-hmm. some bullshit of course it's gonna be a fucked up job mm-hmm. plus you got like all these mastermind criminals and super powered assholes up in here and you're a human cop of course your job's gonna be stressful you know yeah you're gonna come home one day you know dead <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna come home dead you're gonna come home dead yeah. that's it that's in it. game nothing else but alas uh yeah, so we get like this really quick scene with uh with with Batman showing up to the back signal on the roof, and Jim Gordon's there, and Jim Gordon's talking about how uh his his wife uh, and giving him no loving at home, and how things are just pretty shit at the house right now because he's a worn out half dead cop. Who uh, looks it? Who looks it? <laughs> and Batman's like, "Don't call me for this shit, Jim. My tower, I mean Wayne Tower, just got." Robbed. Yep, Wayne Tower just got robbed. Yeah. Are you here to talk about that? No, I'm here to talk about my wife. Right. Let's. I'm your friend. Let's listen to each other. And Batman's like, no, we're coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess, but to be fair, like, uh, even though this is just a satirical version of, of all these characters, yeah. Batman really does treat all his friends kind of like that. He does. Superman's like, yeah, Bruce is my best friend. And Batman's like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, that that's Batman's style, though. Like, I, yeah. I, I feel like he will only call you a friend in the most dire, dramatic of situations. Yes. But in his mind, he you obviously know he thinks of you as a friend, but he's never going to talk about that willy-nilly. It's just going to be like, I think you're competent. You're good for getting shit done. Help me get this done, because obviously I'm here for a purpose. I'm not here to socialize. Yeah. 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 Because I feel like everyone that he associates with commonly is a friend of sorts, but that's also because they're damn good at what they do, and they work together. Right. Yeah. But anyways, that's yeah. overthinking it. That's overthinking <laughs> it. So. so Batman gives Jim this brown paper bag, and it starts to move and make noises. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. And then it's revealed that it's Clayface's hand in the interrogation scene. Yep. And I was like, oh. So, uh-huh. you remember, like, the, the still image we got for this episode that showed them at the bar? Yeah, it was a clay yeah. hand drinking what looked mm-hmm. like milk or a white Russian, yeah. possibly. I, I thought it was just Clayface playing, like, hand puppet. Was my original thought when I saw that. I didn't know that his actual severed hand would take on his own persona and have yeah. adventures with Jim Gordon. I kind of got an idea whenever uh, the principle of the hand was lost. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it's like, well, fuck, his hand is probably still living, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay, okay. Yeah. But um, that's, you're right, it took a weird direction at this point. <laughs> like, I, I'm not a fan of that yeah, as much. Uh, it, it was funny, don't right. get me wrong. Like, they, they, they force-fed us the whole endearing bit, and they did it hilariously. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened. Yeah, I mean, you're right, they, they made it work, but at the same time, if I were in the writing room, I probably would have been on the side that said, yeah, let's not make his hand a sentient Can we do something else? Yeah, yeah I like yeah. the idea of selling uh, the whole Harley needs to get over herself, her selfishness bit, mm-hmm. but can we do it without the hand? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we got the hand. Mm. Uh, and and here we are. Uh, yeah, and, and the hand begins to bond with Jim Gordon. Over like this weird uh, montage of events. I mean, they do a lot. From, uh, I, 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 uh, you know, from playing poker to motorcycle riding and all kinds of fun stuff. They they share a meal on the rooftop and talk about each other's lives. And this sounds gayer <laughs> the more you go on. It does. It kind of does. Yeah, I, I'm having a hard time here steering this back into a <laughs> into a, another direction. So yeah, he has a he gets a homosexual relationship with this baby hand. I guess I don't know. I don't know what you guys want from me. <laughs> There's a couple different jokes we could obviously make here, uh, but yes. let's not go down this road. Let's let's <laughs> let's all just spare ourselves, guys. Uh yes. Um, and so now they uh, or the crew, uh, Team Harley. You know they're like, well, is your hand going to snitch on us? And and Clayface is being very uh, coy about it, not being straightforward. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's possible. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we need to get your hand back. So they devise, and this yeah. plan is overly complicated, oddly enough. Yeah. And it doesn't work either. No. <laughs> but it is it is equally hilarious. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's that's when they get uh, Clayface as a as a security guard with one hand, of course. Uh, and and King Shark and their plan is to go in there and and to I guess have King Shark act like yeah. a, a prisoner mm-hmm. who was caught by this cop and um, 
just brought in so that way they could somehow excavate the place and get the hand before anything's done. Yeah. But dude, police brutality happened to that <laughs> shark. Right. That shark got fucked. Quick. They like they they've seen Jaws. Like they know what to do. Shark man! <laughs> Tranquilizer dart. All three cops bang, 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 come in and stomp him in the nuts. And then all of a sudden, they carry him away to Arkham and throw him in a sail. He's in an orange jumpsuit yes. by the end of a two-second scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, guys. Like, okay, excuse me. Three-second right. scene. Yeah, and, and like three or four seconds flat. This man gets his ass whooped, put in, <gasps> is processed, and put in prison. Like, <laughs> no time flat. <laughs> you know, maybe because of the concussion or because it happened so fast, but he probably didn't know what happened to him. Well, it happened super damn fast because, yeah. like, the fourth second in, we're looking at Harley and Clayface mm-hmm. in the van again, just like, okay, plan B. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, she, like, little do we know that those police officers have the ability to tap into the speed force, right? And they, they just... <laughs> Apparently, yeah. the, you know, Wally West gave him some, <laughs> some shit. Oh, damn. Uh, but, yeah, so, King Shark, he's, he's put in jail, and... Uh, from this point here, we get uh, Clayface and, and Harley Quinn. Uh, eventually, they go up and they, they do still confront Jim Gordon, who has the hand. And uh, it's at this point where we get like a bit of a shoot off. And this is weird because, you know, like like you said during the episode, why why is why is Clayface hiding here? Yeah, it's like <laughs> you, you can eat bullets. Yeah. Like they'll just no sit in your clay. Problem, yeah. You'll forget they're there mm-hmm. and just spit them out months later and be like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I was I was getting shot at. What, yeah. what bullet is this? You know, You're right. Harley makes sense to go dip out, but Clayface, you you should be able to just like, oh yeah. Well, excuse me. Let me get my scary face out real quick for this. Right. You know, the, the, the more the more look from like the animated series, you know, exactly that, that golem yeah. looking look. Yeah. yeah, you look like a fucked up elemental. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> but no. Nope. Yeah. I mean, he could have uh, like even. You remember, like, yeah, this happened a lot in that animated series. I think in a couple of the other books too. But like, he would smother Batman with just an onslaught of clay, just like a stream of clay, and they'll just cover your face and mouth and, yep. and body to the point you can't move, you can't breathe. That's just deadly. Yeah. Uh, but no, Clayface here is like, no, not my face. And <laughs> yeah, which, which makes you know, meh, whatever. Right, right. Um, you know, it, it, it serves the plot. Uh, but no, eventually what we get here is that Jim, he uh, he takes a shot at Harley. Harley presses the button on, on the, the device yes. that she stole. Yes, and not knowing, having any idea what it does, and she goes to the uh, the Batcave. Uh, what do you think of this scene here, the confrontation with uh, her and Batman? I mean, it, it, it works because of the device. Without that, this whole scene... This whole episode would have been bad, honestly. But the device helps kind of like centerpiece the whole thing together because it makes sense for Batman to have Wayne Technologies to build the device which would help him teleport from A to B. B being the safe house, a.k.a. the Batcave. That makes total sense to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I buy that. So it makes sense for them to put it in this episode and for Wayne Tech to be developing this and for Harley to not knowingly use it, boom, teleport in the back cave as well. Like that, that's cool with me. I, I like it. Is it loose for this episode, however? Oh yeah. Like that's 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 loose as fuck. Mm. You know. Does it work though? Again, it does. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. Um and so she teleports and we have that moment that we see in the in the little like five second trailer from before where she's like bang, 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 hanging by her pants and she and Batman have a conversation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
And yeah, the conversation is basically when uh, she convinces Batman that he's being selfish with how he's treating Jim Gordon, and at the same time, she realizes her own selfishness. Mm-hmm. All throughout this episode, she's been talking all about her and I and, and what she wants. Yeah, and, and gotta, gotta never about shit. the crew. Yeah, we gotta go get famous. Oh, and get your hand back. Right. Oh, and and get uh, Shark Man out of jail. You know, she even mentioned it earlier. Like the the most uh, ongoing concept of the fast movies isn't just the heist, but it's the concept of family. Mm. And uh, yeah, she she has not been thinking about that. Nope. Uh, but she gets it here. Um, Finally. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you know, I I wonder, like in in this in the mind of Batman, like what what the hell is he thinking about Harley Quinn? Because I feel like he's just more annoyed at her every time he sees her. Like, God damn it. Especially the maneuver she pulled whenever they finally did kind of go back to gym and everything. Mm -hmm. When he was about to arrest her, because that's what Batman would do, she just presses the button, tosses it, he catches, and he's gone. You know? That was was really smart. That was very smart of her. Yeah. Um... After that, I imagine Batman standing in his Batcave, probably falling on the same rocks because it's still in beta. Right. Um... Damn, Harley. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna have to keep an eye out on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's and it's at this point where you know we get the the reconciliation between Batman and Jim, which, which was great. Yeah, it's like Jim, I'm sorry, <laughs> Batman. You know I'll never forgive you. There's nothing you can say that make me feel better. <laughs> Jim, I'm sorry. I forgive you, Batman. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, and that leaves the hand to go back to Clayface, and then they have this whole moment between the hand and Jim. Yeah. Uh, and it's like uh, almost like getting rid of a scalded dog that you didn't want to get rid of. Just right. Go on, get out of here. I don't want yeah. you no more. Get out of here. <laughs> it was weird. And then it's like, I'll never forget. <laughs> right. Ah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like. I, I gotta say, like th- this, this could potentially be the most powerful version of Clayface. You know, we, we talk about how how he doesn't mm. like to take bullets because apparently those can hurt him here. But at the same time, apparently he can just sever limbs and make. The only problem, t- the only problem that shows a weakness is that those limbs are opinionated. That's true. You said earlier that um, I, I'm not sure if the hand would give our position away or not because it's just going to do whatever to please. Whoever it's with, right. whomever it's with, excuse me. Um, so if he does that, imagine like both the hands are like opinionated in that regard. Like, okay, I need to please. I'm a people pleaser. Like, what happens if he loses a leg? Yeah, is it is it just a, a fucked up like bully of some kind? You know, like what what happens there? Does a leg grow two smaller legs? I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm thinking about some crazy shit now. Yeah, you got me, got my head spinning. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Oh uh, yeah. But uh, after that, yeah, we get the the reabsorption of the hand, like you said, and um, yep. Uh, yeah, do, do, oh yeah, we forgot to mention like part of the B plot where uh, oh, yeah, poison yeah. ivy. We haven't talked about it at yeah. all. Yeah. So uh, poison ivy and Doctor Psycho, they they go. Uh, now, what, what was the what was the whole lead up to this? Why did they go okay. to Gigantus? So Snoople, the the fake mm-hmm. Google website, they looked up and saw, oh hey, look, there's already a review video about us from this one video guy that apparently the LOD cares about. They actually listened to this, and so the video guy was saying, Harley's crew is such trash. 
look at this. They've just got they have this interpersonal relationship. Look at Poison Ivy and Doctor Psycho, and uh, and she's bad at this. Blah. She leaves people behind, and so that review pointed both the plots in their directions. Mm-hmm. That review gave Doctor Psycho and Poison Ivy their new inspiration. Oh fuck that! No, we gotta go fix this right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Because yeah, I, I was uh. I was a little lost as how we got there, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then they go and find Dr. Psycho's ex-wife, and then his son was apparently the reviewer the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Brad. Yeah, Brad, and you like, I understand that Brad is bigger and in better shape, but I don't, also yeah. don't understand how sex works between Brad and Giganta. Well, it doesn't. He had a tongue. Yes, and that tongue can do some tricks, man. Let me tell you. He sculpted ice cream like that. <laughs> and Poison Ivy's just like, oh, hey, call me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Kite Man's got some competition. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we get the, uh, the the makeup scene between Dr. Psycho and his son, uh, which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, all about... You know, I I, I, I I hate you, Dad. I hate you too, son. Yeah. And that was like the endearing, awkward moment where it's like, I wanted you to be a good, evil villain, mm-hmm. not not a happy, healthy hero. It's like, oh, wait, what? And they kind of run off with it. And the whole scene is this fun, like, antiquester to what we expect a good sitcom to wrap up to be. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's all about, like, I, I just wanted you to be the best villain you could. And I did everything I could to just to get you there. That's why I locked you in the basement for for years of your life and for you to become this evil little fucked up shit right and it's like oh wait what dad oh yeah i hate you too i am an evil fucked up little shit i am a good villain i, I never <laughs> want to be a hero i just want to make you proud dad it's like oh this is fucked up this this is very quick resolution yeah there's no therapy needed here <laughs> obviously uh, well you know dr Sucko could be a therapist we don't know what kind of doctor he is <laughs> but we do know this that apparently the sex worked well enough that she got pregnant. Yes. With what must have been one of the easiest births ever. Right. Right? Like, she could have given birth to him and not even notice. <laughs> like, like, what is this dragging? Oh, my goodness. Quentin. That's my baby. Quentin. No, Quentin. <laughs> Quentin, fuck. Change the subject. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Oh. Oh, gosh. I keep thinking about it. Gosh. Shut the fuck up. Move oh, on. Oh, shit. <laughs> It's also interesting how we never see Giganta's face. We saw this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we see her this episode, yeah. Okay. Because she's sitting on the couch, and mm-hmm. she's just kind of, like, scowling. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, that was we, we barely saw Brad or Giganta. We saw Poison Ivy go, okay, now I'm going to go find Brad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who knows? Probably. Yeah, I doubt anything. Yeah. Kaiman's going to have to whoop that ass. He's going to have to do something. I don't know. Brad <laughs> looks like he, he could... Uh, he could break some kites. Oh, come on. This is Kite Man we're talking about. He got this. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we get the resolution here where the, the team, you know, they, they all come back together. And, uh, and and there's another video posted by the uh, by, by the shit poster YouTuber guy, Cowl something. Exactly. Yeah. I, yep. forget, I forget what his name was. Yeah. Cow. Cow yeah. skull. Yeah. <laughs> I'll run with it. And uh, he... he Takes back a lot of the nasty shit he says, except about Harley forgetting, forgetting her teammates. And yep. this was a really cool moment here. I really like this. Yeah. Because Harley's like, well, what? No, I have everybody. Who would I? Oh, my gosh, King Shark. 
<laughs> and we go to King Shark sipping on some prison wine. Mm. Look like straight piss. Yeah, it looked like straight piss and toilet wine. It's like, now don't you ever make me some subpar toilet wine ever again or I'll bite you. You know, or, or some yeah. evil like gang sounding shit. He had a bodyguard at his prison door and everything. And he he was putting those people through school, man. Oh yeah. He was whooping them. He's like, hey, what did I say about those words? We don't say those words. It's like, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. King Shark. They're learning. It's slow, but they're learning. And I love how King Shark, like, you, you never know what's going to set him off because, like, most things just kind of roll off his back. You know, he don't. Right. Like, him being in prison for who knows how long. Like, he was just like, oh, it's, it's fine. Whatever. Oh, it's fine, Harley. No big deal. Yeah. Hey, what did I say? We'll say, you know. Right. Fresh meat, I think, was the term. Yeah. Did you catch it? I think I think that was it. That may have been it. Which makes sense. Oh, look, boys, fresh meat. Yeah, it makes right, sense. Okay, right. okay. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and, and that's the, the end of this episode here. Yep. Um, no, this, this was, a uh, this episode has some funny moments. It was odd how we got from, you know, it was odd how he traversed scene. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they took a very interesting route, especially with the hand and, and tying that into Harley being, you know, selfish and her really needed to be more, I guess, uh, team oriented. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, I don't mind that. that mm-hmm. I, I yeah. like the idea of the growth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am more curious about the next episode because we watched that preview and that looks like it's going to be very interesting. It does. It looks like we finally get another powerhouse member of the crew. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like the Queen of Fables is coming back. This time she is out of the book, apparently. Yeah. Apparently 30 years was her sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it looks like thanks to Zatanna. It's good to see her again. Always yeah. good to see Zatanna. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that does look a good one. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what we got here because... Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks like potentially, obviously we don't know this, but it could potentially be no Batman, no Joker. Uh, right. Yeah. Just purely the gang meets Sable. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm I'm kind of wondering if Sable's going to become the new, like, uh, antagonist to our crew, in a sense. You know, like, they're the bad guys, but she's the worst guy. So could it's be. like, oh, we got to go, like, stop her from really fucking up stuff so we can go fuck up stuff. You know, yeah. I, don't, I mean, maybe, maybe Could be. that's me writing for the show. Yeah. So, but the show's doing well, so it doesn't need me to do that. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like we got from that little, I guess, thirty-second tidbit. It looks like Queen of Fables really fucking up some some pit. No, some other people, and she gets picked. Wait, is her name Sable? Fable, Queen of Fables. Her name's Fable. Yeah, Queen. Yeah. That's why I said earlier. I didn't say Sable. You said Sable, <laughs> Quentin. Her name is Fable. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm here yeah, for you. Yeah. I'm here for you whenever you, you know, say comic book names wrong. <laughs> Thank that you, That sounds buddy. fucked up. I can't put that on you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, that's about it for this one, though. Yeah. That's, um, that's all I got, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still I really like the energy of this episode. And I, I thought I thought in the beginning I was gonna it was going to irk me a little bit more, the whole... I'm doing this to get at the Joker thing, but they mm. really they don't stick with that. You no, know? that was like two sentences, and that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, man, I, I really mm. dig the show overall. Like, mm-hmm. I look forward to watching this show every time we do. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm realizing that like some of the plots, I, I mean, I particularly cared that much for, but what I really enjoy is how the crew handles these plot situations. Exactly. That's, like that's how the we real, get there. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the real joy of these episodes here. That's the real meat for me because they, they do such a good job with their core characters, especially the crew, man. Like all of them are really well done. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is still a really enjoyable show. 
Uh, looking forward to next week's episode. And I yep. uh, hope you guys enjoy getting this shit the same day that it comes out. Hell yeah. Because next week, that's exactly how it's going to happen again. In case you missed that announcement, we're moving our Harley Quinn shorties to Fridays. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that or is Friday nights for us. Right, uh, I right, guess Saturday right. morning for some of you. But you get the point. Yep. Weekend. <laughs> You're getting it sooner. You're there. getting it sooner. Booyah. Yep. Booyah. Booyah. Uh, that is going to be all for now, guys. But thank mm-hmm. you again for listening. Um, if you haven't done so already, be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com. That's superhero home. We've got a lot of cool shit coming up. Oh, yeah. Including Mandalorian. Hell yeah. And we just did some cool shit. Uh, the big Star Wars movie that everyone's talking about. Your boys talked about it first. We done did it. Um, and then uh, The Grudge. We just did that one. But we of course, we got The Gentleman coming up. We got Bad Boys Motherfucking 3 coming up. It's going to yeah, be great. Yes, absolutely. And also, we're going to have The Witcher coming up too. Toss this, a coin, your Witcher. Uh, mm. toss, toss a coin to your podcasters at <laughs> patreon.com. That's like superhero homies. Oh my gosh. I, I would write that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but thank you again, guys, for listening. And it is always a pleasure. You guys make our job so much fucking fun. So thank oh, you for you listening again. And, and feel free to hit us up with any suggestions, questions, comments, questions, food supplies that you may have. Fuck yeah. Uh, but I think that's all I got for now, my friend. Yeah, no, same here, dude. I'm about ready to. to Till next time, this thing. Ah, well, here we are. Till next time. (laughs) My name is Superhero Homie Q. And as always, I am Superhero Homie Kevin.